Hello, hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of The Secret Life of a Hairstylist where we shatter the term, I am just a hairstylist. I am super excited. This is the final episode of season two of Secret Life of a Hairstylist and I just wanted to give a huge shout out to everyone who listens to this podcast. I truly, truly appreciate it and if I don't say it enough, Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) I just love that this podcast is able to bring so many people together. I've been able to connect with so many different people, whether they are listeners or people um, that I'm interviewing. So I'm super, super grateful um, to be able to do this and share with you all. So if there is anything that you are wanting to be talked about on the show, please send me a DM at Hair by Sam Lagasse or on the podcast page at Secret Life of a underscore hairstylist. And just let me know, what do you want to hear more of? Because this is the last episode of the season, um, we are going to be taking a month break so that I can batch all of the amazing episodes for you coming up and uh, we will resume in October. So I'm going to take all of September off and then we will talk in October. So again, send me a DM if there is anything that you would love me to talk about or if there's any guests you would love for me to have on the show because I don't know everybody in the world. And so um, I know you all have some amazing people that you would love to hear from um, and have more information about. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on my next guest, Teddy Bickers. And I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm just a hairstylist. How am I supposed to be a photographer, a social media manager, a receptionist, a marketing manager, and an entrepreneur as well? Welcome to the Secret Life of a Hairstylist podcast, where we shatter the term, I'm just a hairstylist, and help inspire you behind the chair. I'm Samantha, and I'm a hairstylist, educator, and salon owner, and I want to help inspire you with tips from how to manage your social media, to how to sell retail, to how to continue a positive mindset, making you more money as a stylist. Every week, I will share my own experiences over the last 10 years, plus bring in amazing experts from all over the hair industry to share their secrets on success. So what do you say? Are you ready to challenge yourself, get inspired, and build your dream business behind the chair? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of The Secret Life of a Hairstylist. I'm super excited to have Teddy Vickers with me on the podcast. Um, We met like years ago at a retreat, and um, I've been watching the things she's been doing and um, educating and putting so much amazing knowledge out there. So I'm really excited because this is not a topic really talked about on the podcast yet, and we're going to be talking about email marketing, and this is something that Teddy is very passionate about um, and has a course on. So we're going to dive deep and get all the secrets on uh, what she knows about email marketing. So thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Of course. Welcome to the podcast. And I would love for you to just start with like how you kind of got into this industry, how you kind of found your passion within it. Yeah. So I've been a stylist for, I think it's 14 years this year. Um, you know, I always identified as being like a creative person uh, all throughout high school. And I really was pretty certain that I did not want to go to college after high school. And a friend of mine had been going to cosmetology school and I went and I visited her there one time and I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> so I ended up going to cosmetology school like right after high school 
Um, and it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And if I don't love it, it was only like a year of my life to go to school. I could do it for a few years and figure out what I want to do next. And um, it took me by surprise. And I loved being a hairstylist. And so um, I have done multiple different routes of working in this industry. I've been in a couple commission salon environments. I was working in like a 20 plus person salon at one point, And that was really interesting. And then about uh, just over five years ago, I opened up a salon suite in downtown Indianapolis. And I love it. The salon suite environment has been perfect for me personally. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and that's where I'm at now. So I mean, as far as finding my passion, you know, I, I think I've, like I said, I've always been a creative person. So that aspect of being a hairstylist, I just really clicked with right away. But I, I really think it wasn't until you and I went to Ember Retreat and I met all of these amazing, like-minded, ambitious, driven hairstylists that really made me really passionate about the industry as a whole. And I think after that, I, I started to realize that I was really passionate about the business aspect of being a stylist. And I just started to talk um, just about my personal journey of owning a business more on Instagram and connecting with a lot of people. And um, I just sort of realized I have a passion for helping other people with um, their business and, and running things behind the scenes. So that's kind of what led me to eventually creating my course, um, email strategy for stylists, because I felt like that was something that just wasn't being talked about very much. And I was getting a lot of people coming to me with questions. Um, so email marketing is not like the sexiest topic in the world, but I do find it really interesting. And I think it can be really helpful for a lot of people. Um, so that's kind of my, my journey over the last few years and how I got to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I love it. And I think it's, it's true. Like email marketing is not something that's talked a lot about. Sorry, my cat is a meowing in the background. There. <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> um, yeah, like I feel like email marketing is not something that's really talked about in our industry, but it's probably one of the most powerful forms of marketing. And so I think that it needs to be talked about more. And it's something that I've utilized in my business. And like I've said in in podcasts um, previously that like, I can, you know, get um, a couple people off of Instagram from a post, but I can make like easily $500 off of one email. Right. So it's, 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 it really can be a really powerful direct way to reach people. So, um, what are other than like email marketing, what are some of your other, um, favorite ways to advertise your business? You know, I'm definitely a big believer and choosing one to two platforms. I just know for myself personally, like I, I cannot, show up on five or six different things consistently. (laughs) So um, I've really put my focus into Instagram because I really enjoy that platform. And I think it's, um, I like the, the connection that we can make on it. I like the photo component of it. I really enjoy that. Um, You know, I'm kind of at a point in my business, uh, my salon business, that I'm really not trying to necessarily gain new clients. Um, so I do, you know, I am, I have put a huge focus on the email marketing. So that's just for my existing clients, but I'm kind of dabbling with Google, my business right now. I just set it up recently and I'm hearing a lot of people saying that that's kind of going to be a big deal in the future. 
Um, so I'm kind of experimenting with that a little bit right now. Um, and the cool thing about that is I don't think that you need to show up on there all the time, but you do need to kind of maintain that profile for your Google My Business. Um, but I'm kind of exploring that a little bit right now. So yeah, for myself personally, I'm definitely like big Instagram user, email marketing, obviously. Um, and then I've kind of been playing around with Clubhouse a little bit too. I don't know if you've been on there much, but um, that's yeah. kind of been a fun, <laughs> that's kind of more I've, I've been exploring that for my um, business education. So mm-hmm. that I teach. So I love that. I like Clubhouse has definitely become a place where I feel like I just seek it out for inspiration and connection with other people. And especially in a time like, well, especially for us right now, where we were shut down for so long that we were able to connect with people from all over. And just when you're so secluded already, like just to be able to talk to people was (laughs) really nice. Um, But so for Google My Business, um, just for the listeners, if you could just touch a little bit on what it is, because I've actually not dived into this at all either. So, um, okay, well, yeah, I'm not an expert. <laughs> just um, a tidbit. <laughs> but the, here's the little bit that I know about it is that, um, so if someone were to Google your name or your salon name, um, and there's kind of that box that pops up that directs them like directly to your website, mm-hmm. where your location is, how to book with you. Um, so you can basically claim that online. Um, so you set up, it's free, completely free to do it. You set up, just go to Google My Business. Um, and then you can kind of put all your specific information in there. And then I think what the really great thing about it is, is that uh, your clients can go and leave reviews for you on there. So that's really great because I have personally in the past, I have online booking and my clients are leaving reviews from me on there. But what if I ever go to change my online booking one day? So that Google My Business is a much more like um, just spot right there through Google, which everyone uses all the time um, for people to see your reviews. You can upload photos of your work, of your space, of your salon. Um, and people can browse and find you that way. And I think I don't, like I said, I'm not an expert, but if someone, let's say where I live at in Indianapolis, if someone were to type in like, um, hairstylist, Indianapolis, uh, blonde highlights, I think that if I were to make my Google, my business profile a little bit more robust, I think I would be one of the first people that pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that a lot of people are starting to really harness the power of that because so, I mean, people are Googling stuff all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And if they're moving or something and they're looking for a new stylist in their area, um, that's a really great way to get, um, your business seen to a lot more people. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I'm not an expert. I just set it up recently and I'm still kind of tinkering around with it. But I get an email here and there that tells me how many people have viewed my Google My Business profile. And it's kind of amazing. It's like hundreds of people at a, every few weeks. So yeah, as you're explaining it, I do actually use it. And I didn't know that that's okay. what it was called. Um, <laughs> but the... Uh, the, the biggest things with it is the keywords. So making sure you have yes. the keywords in, because if you have your, um, your community, so like we're in the neighborhood of St. Boniface. So if we have that in, say they can go like St. Boniface hair salon, um, little mm-hmm. things like that, or French community or whatever, um, having those keywords so that you're a lot more searchable. And I think the biggest thing with that too, that I have found is, um, we get a lot of searches for our salon, like, just like you, we, um, we get a lot of traffic through Google. Um, 
you don't always have to like pay for it. So don't automatically yeah. go to paying for it because it can get really expensive. And I I know we get Google calling us like every five minutes. <laughs> like oh, we get wow. we get a lot of calls from them um, and have had to like, you know, tell them to stop because we can't, we're not too busy to, to deal with them all the time and, and don't want to pay for it all the time. Um, right. But we have paid for like Google ads and stuff like that. But um, that's cool. Yeah, don't like, jump into paying for it right away um, just to get to the top of the list. Because if you have the right. keywords, then, then that will really help you out. So yeah, I'm here. I've heard from, <laughs> yeah, I've heard from multiple um, salon owners that they are getting way more new clients mm-hmm. because of Google My Business versus anything else. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a really interesting thing to look into and play around with a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let's get into email marketing. (laughs) We're going to go on a tangent. Um, (laughs) So why email marketing? Like, why is it important to you? And what do you um, think it has done for your business? Yeah. So you kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but um, with Instagram and obviously the algorithm that we all know about, um, you're lucky if the experts say, you know, maybe six to 8%, you're lucky if six to 8% of your total followers are actually seeing your post. So what I noticed was that, um, you know, as you, you know, gain your follower count on Instagram, it's your clients are not always seeing your posts and things like that on Instagram. So you could be posting about like specials, promotions you've got going on the salon. If you um, are going to be taking a vacation at some point and you're trying to encourage people to like pre-book their appointments or something, there's a huge chance that a lot of people are not seeing what you're posting on Instagram. And so when I realized that, I realized that I had this sort of core list of my clients that I'm like, well, if I was sending them emails, I would wind up in their inbox and they would, they would be guaranteed to see that. And so I decided to start experimenting with email marketing and I've dabbled with a couple different platforms and I know we'll talk about this later, but I first started out just using like the free email marketing that was included with my booking software, which is not very robust. You're pretty limited on what you can (laughs) do with that, but I tested it out and I was amazed at how many people were like following my directives I was giving them. You know, I think I started out with like, Hey, it's almost holiday season. My schedule gets really busy. I would encourage you to book an appointment. And then it just went crazy. Like my, I have so many people booking appointments to prep for the holidays. And I was like, Oh my God, this is like, I wound up in their inbox. They saw the email and they did what I told them to do. So then from there, I started to just experiment with email marketing a little bit more. And I started experimenting with like doing flash sales on retail and seeing how much that I sold, you know, in 48 hours with retail just by sending one email. So I just felt like with email marketing, I got way more bang for my buck and return on my investment for the time and energy I was putting into creating some kind of content. So um, what really for me, made me realize that I really wanted to put something together like a course and put it out there in the world for other people to learn how to use email marketing um, was when last year when my salon was shut down for two and a half months. And I realized that I was just getting bombarded with 
um, communication from people like wondering when my salon was going to reopen, how can they rebook an appointment? And I was able to just put together a couple of emails that like was answering people's questions, let them know when they'll be able to reschedule and just sent that off. And then I was able to just like shut my laptop and just sort of take advantage of that time off and not be stressing out about um, all that communication with people. So that's just kind of my roundabout thing. But I think at the core of it is that you can reach people directly in their inbox. They're not fighting an algorithm and that can have such a huge impact. And I also think too, um, we really need to be focusing on the client experience, not just in the salon, but also mm-hmm. outside of the salon too. So I'm a huge advocate for like sending um, valuable content to your clients. You don't want or need to be promoting things to them all the time. You actually want to be just giving them an amazing experience as well outside of the salon. And I think you can do that through email as well. Absolutely. I think that that's probably one of the most important times that we realized how important email marketing was, is when we were shut down because it was such an easy way to communicate with people. And it saves a lot of time and energy in not having to call a bunch of people and, you know, so, um, and especially when you're doing like an online retail store now and all that, like just to be able to communicate and have those like push through buttons and stuff that go directly there. It's so, it just makes it so much easier. Um, so I know with Instagram and Twitter and all those places, we're sending out information daily. How often would you send out emails? Because I know it's not every day. (laughs) So what is your suggestion for um, like how often to send an email? So I encourage people to do twice a month. I think that's perfect. Um, Because you know, I know we've all shopped at a store. Like I just bought something from a store recently and I checked my inbox and I've been getting an email from them Mm -hmm. sometimes multiple times a day since then. And that is so spammy and I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I am a big fan of doing it, uh, sending out an email twice a month. Um, You know, for some people that's not realistic and that's okay. Some people like to do one once a quarter. That's just like a newsletter style email. And that's great. If you can only do one once a month, that's great too. I think that when you're um, sending emails, I tell people, make it as short and sweet and to the point as possible. Like your emails don't need to be several paragraphs long. Um, In fact, from the research that I've done, like your information should be able to be read in like 30 seconds or less, because that's the, the attention span that we have. So um, I suggest doing them twice a month. And I think that that's enough to keep you in your client's mind. And it's enough that you pop up in their inbox, but not too frequently, but enough that's like, oh yeah, um, Teddy told me about that one product that I meant to ask her about that I was going to buy. Or I find that anytime that I do send one, I get a lot of people that will book appointments later that day after they've received it. Because I don't know how your business is, but I have a lot of clients. I do a lot of color and I have some people that only come in a couple times a year. So they're not ones to usually pre-book their appointments. So I think sending out those twice a month emails, it's just a reminder for people too to engage in your business and to be proactive about booking out appointments and things like that too. So I'm a big um, believer too. I think it's perfect. You don't need to go too crazy and send out more, you know, you don't need to be sending them out every week or anything like that. 
Yeah. I've definitely had those emails that go out daily and I'm like, I cannot do this. And I have some people too. Like I, I love their, I love the content they have, but they'll send it out like, you know, twice a week or whatnot. And still, Mm. I just find it too much, even though their content's valuable. It's just a lot of emails that I'm getting in my inbox. Um, but I love that you said two times a month, because I, I know for our salon, um, I was doing them monthly and it's so true. If you have too much information, um, it can, people will get lost and they won't read to the bottom. Right. And sometimes the most important information is at the bottom, but <laughs> I have to right. get through there. Right. So right. doing it in, in two times a month, I could split up that information and make them so much shorter. So I, if you, if you have a lot of information to give out every month, then to split it up is yeah. so much more powerful than trying to cram it all into one email. Right. Um, so speaking about that, what is like, like, what should you put in your email? What are some of the most important things to put in there to make it most impactful um, for your clients to get that return from them? Yeah. You know, I, I like putting photos into emails. I think that that can be really fun. Um, whether like I sent out an email recently that was, um, four different photos of haircuts that I had done recently. And I was just talking about what kind of haircuts are on trend right now. And I got so many clients that (laughs) responded to that email and they're like, Oh my gosh, this makes me want to cut my hair and do something different, you know? Um, so I think that that's really great. I think that that's really attention grabbing. Um, if I'm doing some kind of an email where maybe I'm just educating my clients on something, um, I like to break up those emails and either, or that content, like maybe I have three points of things that I want to teach them in that email. And I will maybe do like a large header. So bigger text or something for each one of those points. Or I'm, I'm a Flowdesk user and you can do these really beautiful layouts with Flowdesk. So maybe I might have like three different blocks that are different colors, like different brand colors that have that information in them. Um, so whatever you can to sort of visually break things up. I think, you know, obviously what we do is so creative. And so I think that's the cool thing with email is that you can make it look really on brand and really beautiful. Um, and some, I think that that's going to make it more engaging for people too. Um, but I think my biggest thing that I teach people, especially in the course is once again, your content and your written um, information, it should really be as short and sweet and to the point as possible. And so um, if you can break that up into, you know, maybe just a couple sentences per paragraph, that's a little easier for people to read. And I'll even go through and um, in my different written information, like I will even um, put certain words that I really want people to pick up on. Um, I'll put that in bold text. And that's a really great trick too, for if there's certain things that people are skimming through and you, there's a couple little like major key points you want them to take away um, from your email, you can like just bold that text and they'll, their eye will see that immediately. And I, I think probably one of the last ones I'd suggest to people is if you're having people click a link to go either like maybe to your online booking you want them to click a link to go to like an online shop to purchase products. If you can put that in a button, that's definitely going to be much more clickable for people. It's going to jump out to them and they're going to see it. So um, just any like your call to action like that, it's much easier for people to see that button and immediately like, oh, I need to click there to go to this, to do this. So mm-hmm. 
I love that. And I want to point out one thing that you said that is so important is breaking up the text because I see too often in emails, like a story and (laughs) you read like two sentences and you're like, I'm over this. I don't want to go to the bottom. Like I don't have the time right, to read it. So if I can pick out those, like those short sentences that are broken up and the same goes for like Instagram too. Don't put like a huge paragraph, break it up into smaller bites so that it can grab people's attention a lot more. I think that that is so important because I see it so often and you just get lost in the words and you don't have the time to, to read it. So yeah, I, that's really yes. I was just going to agree with you. I was going to say Instagram captions too. If you can break those up into just like two sentences or whatever the mm-hmm. key takeaway, yeah, just break it up. And it's so much easier for people to read that and skim it and get the like main point of what you're trying to communicate to them. Yeah, it's so true. I'll like look at a, a, a paragraph. I'm like, no, I'm scroll to the next. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it just looks I like a jumble it. of words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it just, yeah, it just makes it so much easier to read. So I love that. And I really wanted to highlight that part that you had said. <clears throat> um, so what is like, um, some of the best like content to put in? So, um, kind of talked about like how to format it, format it and stuff, but what, uh, like, like how often should we talk about, um, like stuff that we're selling? So like products or, um, promotions that we have going on, um, versus hot tips and takeaways and stuff like that. Like, what should we be putting in our email? So what I teach in my course is that, um, I talk about what I believe are three different types of emails. So you've got your educational emails, your valuable emails and your promotional emails. Um, I don't think that you should be sending out promotional emails every single time, right? Mm -hmm. Because that can start to feel like a little spammy and a little like, oh, Teddy's just trying to sell stuff to me all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I really suggest that people have a lot more valuable and educational emails to like maybe once or twice a quarter having a promotional email. Um, and, And the two can kind of combine too. Like sometimes maybe I'll send more of a valuable email where I'm talking about like, okay, let's say, so it's summer right now, right? So I probably have a lot of clients that are going swimming and they're going to be in the chlorine. So I'm going to send them an email that's like, hey, here's what you should do if you're going to be swimming. Here's how you should take care of your hair and make sure the chlorine doesn't destroy your hair, right? So I might have like three different tips for them, but I might add a little link to a product that might be helpful for them. And so to me, that's not like, overly promotional. It's more, I'm giving you some valuable information on how to protect your hair. By the way, here's a product that might be helpful for you, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So those can kind of combine. Um, But I definitely think don't take for granted um, sending out that valuable or educational stuff. I mean, I just sent one out recently because I live in Indiana and it's so humid here and everyone is always like, my hair is a frizz ball, you know? (laughs) And so I sent out an email that was all about what you can do to prevent frizz with your, you know, hair in the summertime and everything. Um, You don't need to be sending these like revolutionary over the top emails. Just like little snippets of things, you would be amazed at how um, interesting that can be to your clients, or maybe they didn't realize that before. Um, So I definitely try to, go more heavy on valuable content, educational content, 
And then maybe once or twice a quarter, I will plan up some kind of promotion and I will send that to people. But, um, you know, and the great thing too, is that if you are creating Instagram content and a lot of it is educational and valuable for your clients, just take that Instagram step and just repurpose it into an email, you know, figure out what are your most um, popular Instagram posts that you've had some really great engagement or great feedback on and just take that and repurpose it. And oftentimes I'm taking emails that did well last year or the year before, and I'm just repackaging them and just resending them to my clients. And, you know, if it's been a year plus or something, they may have forgotten that information from a year ago. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I think people, when they think about email marketing, they feel like it seems really intimidating or really daunting. And I'm like, honestly, it's just think about the stuff that people are asking you in the salon. Like, what are your com most common questions that you're getting? Um, you know, one of my most popular emails too that I send out is just like a list of my favorite styling tools. I send that out like once a year and I'll always have people be like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. Cause I actually need a new curling iron. Thank you for sending that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just, it, it's not that difficult, I think, to plan out content, especially if you're shooting for two emails a month. You know, you can just repurpose Instagram posts that have done well. You can think about what are your most common questions you're getting in the salon. And then you can kind of map out, you know, what promotions do you have on deck for the year? What are your, you know, retail promotions you're doing in the salon? And you can start to kind of map things out a little bit that way. Mm -hmm. I think even like I, if somebody asks me a question in the salon, I'll just make a quick note on my phone of the question they asked. So I don't forget it. Yes, so then yes, you have yes. like content. You're like, Oh yeah, no, like five people asked me the same question. Maybe I should post something about it. Absolutely. Right? Yes. You would be amazed if you just are aware and like have your phone out or something. And then mm -hmm. if someone, you get questions all the time in the salon. And I think we're just so used to in the moment answering yeah. it. But mm -hmm. if you take that moment, just write it down in a note in your phone real fast. That's like a gold mine for content and for stuff to either send in an email or create an Instagram post out of. Yeah, it's so true. Well, and I think like, you know, we all get emails. We've all had the spam emails. We've had the ones we've, the newsletters we've subscribed to and all that. And I think if we just really pay attention to the way emails are formatted and the ones that like grab our attention and then think of like, Hey, well, why does this grab our attention? So mm -hmm. really like understanding how some of those work and some of the ones that I've, I've noticed that have grabbed my attention is just pure content. Like it's just, you're, yeah. you're giving hot tips and stuff, but then at the end, like to make it not so salesy, um, just putting at the end, like, Oh, and PS check out this on at this link or whatever. So then it's just yeah. like, you can just pop it in at the end, but it really is just about giving them information and value, um, which I think is so much more needed. And in turn, they will, they will buy from you, um, or be committed to you. So I think that not always feeling the need to be so salesy or trying to sell something all the time within your emails is, can be so much more valuable. So yeah, I, really I mean, once again, you know, I know for a fact, a lot of my clients are not on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I was focusing on marketing to clients or to prospective new clients on Instagram, a lot of my, my people were not seeing that kind of stuff, right? And so that's why for me, email has been 
such a game changer because I can reach my clients directly. And I have seen definitely a huge uptick in retail sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so once again, like I might send an email that's about, you know, frizzy hair or something. And I'm mentioning a few products in it, but I'm not being like overly salesy about it. And then my clients come in and they'll sit in my chair and be like, oh, you know what? I saw your email recently and I know you mentioned XYZ products. Like I would be kind of interested in that. Can you tell me more about it? So I just think it's such a great way to like directly reach your clients, um, just kind of continue elaborating on that client experience and giving them a lot of that value. And that just builds trust with your clients too. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, I, I'm just a huge fan of it. Once again, I know email marketing is not like the sexiest thing in the world, but (laughs) you just see so much more return on your investment of time and energy of creating Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. We're making it sexy. We're making it sexy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Cool. So we've talked about like why it's important, um, how to format it, what we should put in it. How do we grow our email list? I think that is, we need people to, in order to give Mm -hmm. emails to. So um, how, how do you suggest like growing that email list um, and enticing people to subscribe to it? So um, I personally use Flowdesk. I think I mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan, but you can also do this with other um, email marketing platforms out there. But uh, what you can do is you can create a landing page and that's where people can um, put in their name and their email and sign up for your email list. Um, maybe in the context of if you're trying to gain new clients, um, what you could do is that you could entice people to sign up for your email list And then you could, in turn, give them something for free. Like maybe you create a PDF or something that's all about, I don't know, like maybe if you do extensions, it could be like all about extensions, extension maintenance, yada, yada. Um, You could even do like, I don't know, a PDF of maybe going back to like a list of your favorite styling tools or something like that. Um, So anything to kind of like entice people to... Um, to give them something in return. So that's a great way to encourage people to sign up for it. Um, I know that um, I've seen a couple of people that have, if they're trying to build their new client or get new clients in their chair and build their business. I've also seen people that have, um, if you sign up for an email list, you'll get like off a retail product or something, or maybe $20 off your first service or something like that. Um, That could be another great way to entice uh, prospective clients to sign up for your email list. Um, So I think there's some really fun things that you can do with that. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much, we do like 10% off your first retail purchase online. So like those, yeah, yeah, those um, landing pages are really great through those, through those, um, uh, platforms makes it yeah. so much so much easier <laughs> right create. right and Flowdesk is so awesome it's really user-friendly and it's really like intuitive so you literally just can like drag and drop stuff and it looks like a beautiful landing page online and you don't have to be like a tech expert or anything at all to create mm-hmm. a really awesome looking landing page um and then that way you can entice people to sign up for it and they can get something out of it for signing up for your email list Um, I think that's a great way to gain new clients and build your business. And then you have that 
group or that you can segment out that group of people that signed up through that landing page. And then you can send them some really great stuff and kind of like uh, create that relationship with them and build that trust. And then maybe it would encourage them to um, book with you and work with your business. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Um, Do you, Final question. Do you um, prepare or like batch your emails? Um, Because again, like it takes time, right? Everything takes time to do, um, no matter whether you're using social media or marketing or whatever else in the salon. So um, how do you prepare your emails um, or do you batch them? Yeah, so I usually sit down and I'll look at like maybe three to six months at a time. And I will think about what do I want to send to people? And that doesn't feel too intimidating for me personally, because once again, I'm only spending like two a month. So, you know, if that's six months, that's only 12 emails I need to come up with. But if it's, you know, maybe for you, it might be two months, three months or something. Um, But I sit down, I look at that several month period. And I think about, I like to send things kind of seasonally. So once again, so for summertime right now, like maybe I have one on deck that's about like purple shampoo or something. Um, Or if you're going to be out swimming or going on vacation, like here's how to take care of your um, hair color if you're going to be swimming and stuff this summer. Um, So I try to kind of map things out a little bit seasonally. And then I also think about, I personally have a couple reoccurring like annual promotions I do in the salon. So I kind of pop that in first in when I'm planning out my content, I'm like, okay, I know for sure in October, I usually send something out about booking for the holidays. So boom, that's going to be one of my emails in October. Um, so yeah, I look at a couple months out at a time and I kind of plan a roundabout idea of what I think I want to send to people um, for those two emails a month. I don't, I try to sit down and I will like batch write maybe two of them or something at a time. That doesn't, personally take me a ton of time but I think the biggest part is kind of getting that information into your platform and then kind of breaking it up like we were talking about earlier making it aesthetically look nice um you know creating your headers creating your buttons and everything and the more it's one of those things the more that you do it the faster you get with it um my other hot tip that I will tell people if you and this is the same if you use like MailChimp if you use Flowdesk Um, When you create a really awesome looking email, you can actually save it as a template and then you can go back and reuse that template again later in the future. And you can maybe just change some colors on it or something. Obviously, you're going to change the content, the written content that's in that email. But um, if you create one and it looks awesome, just save it as a template and you can always reuse it and kind of tweak it a little bit down the line. Um, But yeah, I try to batch write maybe two of them out at a time. Or once again, like I honestly repurposed emails that I sent years previous. So I might go back and I might pull the written content from a previous email and I'll just copy and paste it into a new one and maybe just sort of like tweak it a little bit here and there. Um, So you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time and you can kind of reuse um, some of your previous content. And then I also kind of follow a little bit of a formula too if I'm teaching people something. Like I like to usually do three points of, um, if I'm teaching someone something, I'll have like three points of information I'm going to teach them in that email. And so I kind of have a formula for like an opening statement. Here's these three different points and then like a closing statement or something. Um, so that's really helpful too. But 
Yeah. If you can just look at like a bird's eye view of three months out and think about seasonally what you want to be teaching people in that time period. If you have an annual promotion coming up, you can kind of start to map things out from there. I love it. I love time saving trips. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I'm all about time saving, like hacks and things like that. I love that stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on here to talk about this. Cause again, it's not something that's really talked about, but we are making emails sexy and (laughs) exciting. So I think that it is such an important thing for people to have in their business, no matter what business you are in. Um, but it really can make a difference in that continuing value um, outside of the salon. So um, where can people find you and what is coming up next for you for the rest of 2021? So if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Teddy Bickers. It's my handle, T-E-D-D-I-B-I-C-K-E-R-S. Um, if you're interested in my course, it's open all the time. So you can purchase it at any time. Um, it's called email strategy for stylists. You can find that by clicking the link in my bio on Instagram. Um, you know, to be honest, I don't have anything too crazy on my agenda for the rest of 2021. I'm actually kind of taking a little bit of, I'm calling it my social media summer sabbatical. So I'm kind of taking a little bit of time off on Instagram right now. And honestly, I'm really enjoying it. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of enjoying the summer and being present with my family. And um, I mean, my, my goal at this point is I, I want to keep adding to the email course. Um, there's 12 pre-written templates in the course that you can literally just copy and paste use for your own business. So I'd like to add more templates to that. I'd like to add a, a little bit more video content into the course. Um, because I've gotten some really great feedback from people that have enrolled and they've been applying email marketing. And I think there's a little bit more um, advanced stuff that I could add to the course. So I'm just kind of enjoying that right now. And I'm really busy in the salon and I'm enjoying that working with my clients. So that's what I've got going on. (laughs) That's awesome. That's great. I think that it's so important to take those moments away from social media because it can become a lot over time. And, um, just even that thought of like not stressing about posting every day, just, you know, if you have a day where you just want to be, do your own thing, like just do your own thing. Don't feel pressure to, to be on social media. So I love that. And I feel like that's kind of the way society is going. I mean, maybe our generation is going, but, um, I feel like, yeah, we're just kind of like not feeling that pressure to always be on. So Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Teddy, for being on here with me and for us connecting from being so long, seeing each other face to face. So this has been great. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on. This is really wonderful. I'm glad that we got to catch up and chat about all that good email marketing stuff. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I hope everyone enjoyed this week's episode. I am so excited to have brought the amazing, amazing artists um, throughout this season to you. And I apologize. I just realized that my intro and outro, the mic is not working for some reason. I don't know why, but worked for the episode. So that's good. Always got to finish with a bang. But so I hope you enjoyed it. And just a reminder that we are taking a month break and we will start back in October with another round of amazing guests and some secrets and surprises ahead for you. So make sure to tune in, 
I hope you have an amazing rest of the month and we will see you all again soon.